No matter what or why you make, you make us more than you. Humans and an audio file. You make us Michaels. Made by you. Y'all heard? Hey, everybody. This is Y'all Heard. A podcast for me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are not related. And this is a show where we approach the drudgery and boredom of researching a topic and really add a sense of utter urgency to it. Like when you forgot you had a paper due tomorrow, but you still managed to get it done on time. Yeah. Whether or not you had to take Adderall to do that, you know, you don't have to tell us. (laughs) Anyway, as we tell you things you didn't know, you needed to know. I said that from experience once I did that. I don't do that anymore. So I was in college. Once somebody gave me a pill of Adderall, I said, I'll save this for the 25-page paper I didn't start to do tomorrow. And then I did it, but I don't remember if I did well. Anyway, Pete, how are you? I heard sometimes that leads people to misplaced energy. Um, like, you, you, you know you have to do the paper, you t- or, like, focus. You take it. But you focus on something different right in the paper. Thankfully, I never experienced that. Full disclosure, it took Adderall three times because it was given to me for free for no reason. I don't know why. In my life, in college, everyone thought I was a druggie and they would love to offer me free drugs. I turned down cocaine because I don't live that life. Because there was a limit. Yeah, I remember one. Unlike your father. I my father does not do cocaine. He, for some reason, likes to joke about it. Um, for w- once, this is, I'll never forget this, I walk into a bathroom in a venue, and this girl who I'm like, like, uh, I guess you could possibly call her a distant friend or more like a close acquaintance, just goes, oh, my, I'm so glad you're here. Do you want to snort Adderall? off this toilet with me and I'm like what about me looks like I want to do that anyway I got Adderall from her three times it helped me write a paper study for a test and clean a room and the energy always went where I wanted but it also made me feel out of my mind I don't do Adderall anymore or any drugs that's my story I'll I'll have that be my answer how I am because I don't want to talk about my day how about you Pete well my day slash week has been pretty good when I remember two things from it. Wow, okay. I am also living in an employed hellscape. uh, (laughs) But today, I had my first Rita's of the year. Yeah, I saw. I'm so fucking jealous. There's no Rita's by me. Yeah, it was very good. And I didn't know that a large is as large as it is. It really got out of Did you eat it all? Of course I did, but... Okay, good for you. Um, the other thing that made my week... That I went to, well, I went to the grocery store and I spent way too much money. I'm a single person and I spent $80. You eat food. You, that's how much I spend. Don't shame me now. <laughs> Part of the reason that I spent $80 is because probably like 15 of it was all fruit. So, oh, okay. right before I left to go grocery shopping... And this is where I'm going to impart some knowledge upon you, dear listener. Ooh, drop it. I was like, how do I find the melon that I am looking for? Ooh, what kind of melon? And it said that if you pick up a honeydew or a cantaloupe, what you're going to look for is like, what you're going to like uh, feel for is ridges. If you get one that's smooth, 
it's not as sweet as the ones that have like ridges. So I tried it, and it was true. I don't even really? like. Really. I don't even. I'm, I'm not gonna want to say I don't like honeydew, but honeydew to me just feels like filler. I always imagined it as like the filler in what? Like I always see it as the granola in trail mix. Where it's just like, this is just stuff to fill the rest of the space in between. What are you talking about? Granola is the only part of trail mix. No, in between the raisins and the M&Ms. And the okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but you're right. Yeah, granola makes up the whole... Th- so whenever I'm cutting up a bunch of fruit, I go, like, I have to have a honeydew melon because otherwise, what what the hell's going to fill the space? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I got it. I loved it. I'm still eating it. What a week, guys. Good for you. Uh, I will just say that I never knew that. My father told me that the way you choose a cantaloupe or um, or uh, honeydew is you, oh shit, is you press the little divot on the end. And if it's at least a little bit soft, you know it's getting ripe. If it's totally hard, then it's a really long way, way away. But that's interesting to know. May I try that? Yeah, I'm sure he's not wrong. Yeah, I don't know. By the way, sorry, this is me overstepping again. This isn't even how, how is my week? But my father, I always remember growing up, we'd go to the fruit aisle, and when he wanted to know if the grapes were good, his trick was he'd eat some. Yeah. And he did that all the time until he saw, like, four-year-old me when he wasn't looking, and then he turned back around, and my hand was in the grapes, and I was eating grapes, and he's like, and then I learned my lesson, and then I thought that was adorable. <laughs> That's like all. When, uh, on the old, like, you know, drug prevention commercial. <laughs> like, you turn around, and you find your teenagers smoking, and you're like, oh, yeah, exactly. it's my fault. <laughs> that was a cautionary tale. Well, we're... since we're talking about parents and grapes, okay, I was visiting my mom, within the uh-huh. year and she was like I'm going to make some fruit salad so we bought a bunch of fruit and she goes get the grapes out of the fridge and I get the grapes no. out of the fridge yeah and she pulls them off and puts them in the in the no <laughs> and I'm like mom what are you doing <laughs> she's like yeah, what no. and I'm like you don't wash your grapes? She's like, no, I don't wash my grapes. And I'm like, you're the one who taught me to wash the grapes. How are you not washing uh, the grapes? Oh, uh, okay. Well, did she She's take like, them back out? I don't wash the grapes and I'm fine. Did she take them back out? No. Okay. Yeah, that's problematic. And then, uh, like, I think a week later, she was going to make some for me to take home with me. And she was okay. like, look, I'm washing the grapes first. <laughs> That's funny. That's very funny. I wouldn't go so far as to say in my old age, I wouldn't even put grapes in a fruit salad because I feel like their skin changes the vibe of the flavors. Also, you want to hear something wild about fruit salad? In wild. Korea, every time I had fruit salad in Korea, while this is technically accurate, my palate wasn't ready for it. They always put cherry tomatoes in it. Whoa. Or they put tomato slices. <laughs> they That's... treated tomatoes like the fruit it is. And I was like, no, 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 no. No. It's not really a fruit in the U.S. <laughs> anyway. That's uh, like... Perverted. <laughs> is that what you going to say? No, I was going to say something 
offensive. He's distant. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, good on you for stopping. I was, what I was going to say was because I just sort of like went to Asia. Mm-hmm. I think I would rather eat a like I would be more okay with Are somebody eating a dog or a cat. <laughs> okay. Than putting tomatoes in the fruit salad. Uh, fun fact. Uh, I was. De- this is not a racist thing. This is a real thing. Uh, I was dating a guy who liked dog, and I said, "Is it good?" And he goes, "Yeah, I like it. It's a delicacy. It's kind of well, it's not really a delicacy, but it's kind of expensive, and it's not that commonly eaten. Like I don't know anyone else that ate dog, uh, and a lot of younger people find it gross. But uh, yeah, I was like, I'd try it, but we never got a chance. And I don't hey, like how the would idea you describe of the flavor of dog? It's off the chain." <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> I always say like, not like I was jonesing to eat dog, but because I love doggies, I, and I've never bothered to research what kind of dog they eat because I don't want to know because it's like a certain breed, I think. But um, it's just the fact that everyone acts like so outraged that some Asian countries eat dog, but it's like, bitch, we eat other animals. Like you're just being like, like close-minded but yeah i didn't really want to eat dog i was doing it as a point to no one no one was challenging me (laughs) anyway uh speaking of don't think you're getting off that easy oh we forgot icebreakers (laughs) i forgot go ahead Marissa, today I turned to the wonderful website, just in case any of you need it, wonderful website called icebreakers.io. And they oh. have so many icebreakers there. So many. So I picked. Yeah, are they like. Yeah, they're all done. Okay. What? <laughs> now. Yeah, I don't even need to finish. Okay. We're going to adjust this question, Marissa. So don't, don't okay. jump right out of the gate and answer, all right? Okay, no promises. What board game are you unbeatable at? Now, I am not unbeatable at anything. You've got to have a humble spot in your soul, right? You're unbeatable at the game of humility. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So, instead, I would say, Marissa, what was like a board game that you really have fond memories of playing when growing up? Okay, I will By the way, that, guys, I, will... I just got to tell you, before she answers, Marissa's brother's awesome as hell, and he's going to make whatever she picks much better. <laughs> Wait, what? What? I just imagine playing a, playing any game with your brother is going to be, like, five times as good as it's supposed to be with anybody oh, else. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, actually, okay, so multiple things. At first, I was going to be like, I don't know about a board game, but I am unbeatable at laser tag. Because, boy, oh, boy, am I fucking unbeatable at laser tag. Uh, I do the controversial tactic that is called camping. And I don't move from the same spot the entire time. It's not that fun. But winning is. <laughs> anyway, back to board games. You said, uh, what, just what do I enjoy or I have memories of? What did you say? Yeah, like what's um, a board game? Like what was maybe your favorite board game when you were a kid? Ooh, or one you enjoyed um, playing. Or like a traumatizing memory associated with a board game. 
I don't think I liked it, but I remember playing Monopoly a lot. I don't think I disliked it. I think it was, like, neutral. Oh, see, like, I liked a game called Taboo, which I don't know if, like, anyone knows what that is offhand. Is there a board? Dead. What? Is there a board? Oh, board game. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't trying to be that much of a dick, but I was just wondering, is uh, there a board? <laughs> no. My family doesn't really like playing board games. Um... My mom used to tell us when we were kids, she would go, I met your father when we were playing board games, so you can't play any board games in this house. (laughs) That's actually really great. (laughs) Um, Could I instead say, not exactly board, it's a card game, which, by the way, I feel like I played a lot of card games. Me and my dad played card games all the time. Uh, There is a game I play now, which I have been beaten at maybe once, and I've played it against four different people, me and my brother maybe played it 25 times in one night because he wanted to beat me then. I think he beat me one time and he never beat me again. It's this game called Snappy Dressers. Oh what? boy. And it's just a card game, but it's, it's these pictures of hipster animals. <laughs> like anthropomorphic hipster animals. Like like a sloth with a cabbie hat on, wearing <laughs> clothing, holding the ukulele. And... um. It's a matching game. So you ha- you have you like split up the deck, and like you start with a card. Maybe it's like I don't know what Go Fish is, or no, it's not even. Go- it's it. I think it's similar to another game, but I don't know. Where like you have to spot the card in your hand that has a similarity with the card that's already down. Do you know what I mean? I like, think so. So like, let's say they have the same hat, or they have the same, or they're the same animal. You scream it out, and you and you put it down. Um, See. I could see you excelling at this because it's animals. There's fashion involved, which makes the animals funnier. And also they're screaming. Yeah, I was... Thank you. I was actually saying, and I'm unhinged. But yeah, thank you for saying that. Yeah, uh, I'm usually the more aggressive player. And if two people's hands are going down at the same time, mine always reaches the pile first. And I yell at the other person, and I always win. So I feel a game that speed and yelling have to do with. Anyway, Pete, like I said, even though I didn't fully say, like, oh, I played this board game, because I don't have a lot of literal board game memories, so do you want to just take it in any direction, I guess? Similar? Yeah, I was just going to pick Clue. (laughs) Oh, man, I always wanted Clue. My parents refused to ever buy me like <laughs> like multi-layered board games. I, I like, thought it was I, I just going to be Clue. <laughs> like like no, they had a personal like vendetta against Clue. <laughs> no, there was like the some haunted game I wanted. There was Clue. I wanted the game of life. I wanted Don't Wake Daddy. I wanted Ape Escape. Ape, Grape Escape, not Ape Escape. <laughs> anyway, they wouldn't give me like any like complicated board game. Go ahead. I think like I I did well at Clue. Usually, listen, I was usually playing against my sister, and I usually did well in Clue because because Marissa, I'm kind of like a like I'm adventurous. I'm um. Pete, I'm, I'm freewheeling. Okay. I you okay. know like I like to roll the dice and take chances. <laughs> Literally roll it. Because I'll take that. <laughs> no, it'd be, like, it'd be like... It'd be like... 
because for all intents and purposes, Clue is a game of of process of elimination. And uh, I would just like guess what was in the folder before, like I really had That's all wild. the all the all the pieces in place. Like maybe like halfway through knowing stuff, I'd be like, uh, let's just take a gamble that it like I know that it was Colonel Mustard, and there's a few different weapons left, and it might be in one of these two rooms. So let me just say Colonel Mustard with the rope in the library, and then my sister would be like, what? And she would check the f- the folder that tells you what's in it, and she'd be like, "Son of a bitch, you got it right." So you so, were really good at guessing. I guess so. That's weird. There were times that it didn't work too, but. <laughs> and then is the game ending? Does the game end when she looks inside of it? Yeah, because. I think I'd be really annoyed with you. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had this other one um, called Cold Case. I think it was called Cold Case, and they would give you like mysteries to solve oh it was like so fun in the commercial and when we got it we were like this is bullshit <laughs> yeah that sounds really serious yeah i will say i loved reading the clue books did you ever read those those are so fun i don't oh you know what this is sounding very familiar as you're bringing it up right now but like i just have the beginning thoughts i don't have any okay because then you clear like your memories you read it all, then you're supposed to guess who did it with what with what weapon, and then you go to the back of the book, and it tells you the answer. So every single one, you're supposed to come to the conclusion. It was really fun. Um, anyway. But uh, it's crazy. Like, that game that you used to play, what's it called? I play Snappy the card- Dressers all the time. Snappy Dressers. Snappy I dressers. play it, like, every day someone will play it with me. I'm like a child who always wants to play Snappy Dressers. Snappy Dressers, guys. Check it out because it's hipster clothes on animals. Are you looking at it? No, no, no. I'm, look- I'm trying to give you a transition. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, what the hell? Speaking of animals, uh, I'm going to talk about Animal, I was going to say stereotypes, but I wouldn't quite say stereotypes, because I don't think they're all stereotypes. I would say it's a mixture of stereotypes, misconceptions, and weird attributes wrongly affixed to animals. <laughs> uh, how did I come up with this? Well, at 3 o'clock, I realized I didn't have a show. <laughs> so I started looking at websites to get ideas. I got no ideas. So when I have no idea, I'm like, what's a question I have? To which I typed into Google, why do people think owls are smart? And so I came to think of it. Um, you should save that one for last because okay, we're you know all what? on the edge of our seat. Okay, yeah. So it's a mixture. Like some of them, the, the beginning, they start with like, like, you know that saying, like, an elephant never forgets. Do people really think an elephant never forgets? I don't know. But I'll tell you whether or not that's true. And then I'll go into more, like, ones that seem more serious than people actually think. Like, opossums play dead. Uh, which I always thought was a real thing. Which <laughs> kind of is. Anyway. All that and more after this break. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> One second. You don't even have to cut this out if you don't want to. But I'm having a bad day, so I'm going to pour more vodka. Good for you. Mouth. What was that vodka, by the way? Let me let me 
Why don't I ever have a pen over here? The one that's delicious that I'm drinking right now is stateside vodka. It's this uh, from Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, it is the smoothest vodka I've ever had. I know I had a perfect transition to my episode, but I'm going to promote this. They do not sponsor us, sadly. Uh, it is yeah. the smoothest vodka I've ever had, and I have a problem with vodka because I've thrown up with vodka more than any other drink in my life. So I generally don't like to have vodka. This shit is so smooth you can drink it straight. That is all I will say. Okay. Anyway. So, animal stereotypes and misconceptions. We will start with an elephant never forgets. Pete, have you ever heard that saying? Of course. I mean, I don't know what the purpose of it is. But anyway, that's a saying. And, uh, <laughs> Believe me. No. This is not the topic. Uh, so... Surprisingly, I thought this was all going to be like, oh, that thing's not true. This one is kind of true. Not that it never forgets, but an elephant seems to have a better memory than many other animals. Um, not only do elephants have comparatively bigger brains than many other mammals, but they also have surprisingly advanced cognitive abilities. Elephants can remember the faces of their fellow herd members and even recognize individuals whom they've met only once, uh, even if it's just briefly from years before. And the matriarchs of elephant herds have also been known to memorize the locations of watering holes. And there is also some evidence showing that elephants remember their deceased companions because they've seen elephants gently fondling the bones of their old companions. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't like that like wording, but I decided to keep it in. <laughs> what? <laughs> like we do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I think that was interesting. For some reason, I always thought I, I had heard that saying, but I thought elephants were real stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb <laughs> elephant. <laughs> no, ox, well, there's also that... Ox, oxen what? are stupid. You know that for a fact? Or that's the thing, like, something that you guy's were told dumb as growing up? Oh, see, I forgot about that one. Google it right uh, now. Get on it. Uh, no. <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, and then also they address the fact that people think uh, elephants are afraid of mice. They are not afraid of mice specifically, but they are very easily startled. So honestly, an elephant is generally startled by even a, a small rustling. So it would be better to say like an elephant could be startled by anything, even a mouse, even a mouse. But there's no specific correlation between elephants and mice and fear. Remember when okay. elephant attacks were all the rage? <laughs> no. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> when were they the rage? Is the, when I was the a kid, it was like, there's another damn elephant attack. And people were like, well, mm. why do they, they, well, they keep them all locked up? Of course. <laughs> yeah, I kind of remember hearing something about elephant attacks, but not them being, quote, all the rage. See, there's, there's a, a, a small distance. You know, when you think of the universe and all of time, there's a short distance between my age and Marissa's age, but some things are key. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Do, also, do born... you remember, I feel like it happened at the same time that, like, mailmen were also shooting people in post offices. Oh, I do remember that. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Go, go in postal, am I right? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Uh, <laughs> ew. Yeah. Yeah, God, you didn't get the facial <laughs> gesture Pete made along with that noise. Okay. 
Now, opossums play dead. Have you heard this? That opossums I have, play I dead? I have a, a real-life story. Ooh, tell me first. My uncle went outside, and the dogs were, like, freaking out. Yeah. And they were, like, uh, crowding around something. And he went outside, and he was like, uh-oh. And then he he got the dogs, and he brought them inside, and then he, um, you know, got somebody else in the house, and he was like, hey, I think there's a dead animal outside. I'm going to hold the dogs. Would you check it out? And they went outside, and there was nothing there. Oh! So it either impossible. it was playing dead, or it was a ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or both. Mm-hmm. It was a ghost possum playing dead yes. out of habit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I like this story because you said it's spooky at the end. So this is only half true. Uh, Apocalypse don't actually play dead when they're threatened. Um, honestly, I'm sorry. Actually, How are you defining? What are you mean? Like I'll it's get fun? To that. I will get to that. <laughs> I will get to that. They uh, actually play rubby when they're afraid. <laughs> I will get to that. Um, first of all, every time they're threatened, they don't always do that. Um, they also will sometimes just run away, uh, bare their teeth, yeah, or like growl in a dangerous scary. situation. Yeah. Uh, I Googled that and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, ew. Think anyway. About being in the dark and looking across the yard and seeing these like beady, shiny eyes looking at you and it's a possum <laughs> i'm 100 percent anti-gun but if i ever wanted a gun it would be in a situation like that okay anyway um however now here's the difference to say they play dead seems to imply that they make a conscious decision to say i'm gonna pretend i'm dead so nobody knows i'm alive uh it's involuntary <laughs> when they are very threatened caught off guard or like attacked on, out of nowhere and they didn't see it coming, they will involuntarily enter a catatonic state. Like when you um, and I pee our pants when we're scared. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Me and Pete do that often. <laughs> Sometimes um, I pee my pants and I'm like, I wonder if Marissa's scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, during that time, they don't just, quote, look dead. Besides its body dropping to the ground and it body, its body going limp, uh, its breathing appears to stop, and it tends to discharge its bowels. <laughs> and its tongue may stick out, and it may even drool. But, as I said, according to scientists, uh, the possum does not choose to do this. It is in something called tonic mo- immobility, or thanatosis, and its body enters a catatonic state in response to fear. So I said that was interesting. Pete, Scott told... I only have as much info as I'm telling you, okay? This is put together very fast. Yeah. Okay. How's it feel? <laughs> you know what? Fine. Fair, fair point. Um, cats are antisocial. A lot of people say that cats are independent. They don't like people. Um, they're selfish. You know, they don't even care about their owners. Um, that, you know, they, they, they only show up to eat food. By the way, I hate cats. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. They scratch people. Like I've never met a cat owner that didn't just have scratches. I owned a dog. I don't know if 
scratches all over myself and then be like, oh, the dog just got a little wild. No, like that doesn't happen. I mean, it does, but just not with your dog. Well, yeah, okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) It does happen, but like, I don't feel like most people have a bunch of scratches all over themselves. Also, like, my dog maybe scratched me once, but they didn't scratch me, like, on my face, all over my body. Like, I just, cat scratches get wild. And I'm like, why would I, like, if a cat scratched me in the face, I would be like, this is not my pet anymore. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. Um, Good luck out there, cat. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have, I I had a cat once that I considered mine, but I made someone else keep it in their house. (laughs) (laughs) So I would just visit it. Okay. Also, my mother said she had a cat as a child, and it peed on the walls all the time. That's <laughs> fucking disgusting. <laughs> anyway. It Turns out act- that's that's an unfair stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, in fact, uh, it is not the case that cats skew towards independence like most people believe. Um, there have been numerous studies on cat social behavior that would prove otherwise. In fact, researchers at Oregon State University found um, many pet and animal and shelter cats are pretty eager to interact with humans, particularly people who seek out quote kitty caresses. <laughs> In both groups, we found cats spend significantly more time with people who are paying attention to them than people who are ignoring them. Basically, when we're attentive to cats, they are interested. Um, the study consisted of two experiments. In the first, with 46 cats, half at a shelter, half at their own homes, they were placed in a room with a stranger who sat still on the floor. For two minutes, the person pretty much ignored the cat. For another two minutes, the person would call the animal by name and pet it freely when it approached. The second involved only pet cats who went through the same two cycles with their owners. On average, the cats spend much more time near the human that showered them with attention. So, if your cat is ignoring you, it's time to go with yourself. Yeah. Um, okay. I've never now, been near a single cat. You don't need who when who when you say oh. its name, it actually comes over. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the that. fallacy I see in that study. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to say that these are, you know, these, these are inarguable, but you know what? This is what I got. Yep. Okay. Sloths are lazy. Uh, yes, sloths are slow. Uh, they are unbelievably so. So much so that microscopic algae grows in the coats of some species. Uh, but are sloths lazy? No. Okay, hold on, hold on. Marissa, I'm going to make you back up and read that again. Why? Because I'll tell you when you're done. Sloths are slow. Sloths are unbelievably slow. Sloths are so slow that microscopic algae grows in the coats of some species. But are sloths really lazy? No. Imagine that you were just outside Mm -hmm. with your boyfriend Mm -hmm. and you guys had a race across the yard. And at the end, like, like he wins and he goes, Marissa, you are so slow. You have algae growing on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, what is that comparison? <laughs> Meaning. Oh, I'm You sorry. copy just, and pasted it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I actually have the part of 
the uh, an extra part of the sentence that I didn't think was relevant, <laughs> but I guess I guess that it is relevant. Uh, <laughs> they're slow, slow. The microscopic algae grows in the coats of some species, making them virtually indistinguishable from plants. Meaning they 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 move so slowly that like yeah. Gotcha. Now do you get it? That okay. was exactly what I thought when you like that was I the rest of the that sentence that, that I I filled needed. it in my head. But yeah. at the same time, it's just like <laughs> I was imagining somebody saying that, and I was like, that doesn't okay. make any sense. <laughs> uh, and Your mom is so have... slow. How slow is she? <laughs> She's so slow. Me. Thank <laughs> you she for looks like me. plants. <laughs> I don't even know why I chose to take that part out. Um, you might also argue with the point, but whatever. But are they really lazy? No. Because, again, in order, like, uh, comparable to... Yeah, well, also, like, they don't have control over it. In yeah. order to be deemed lazy, you have to be capable of the alternative, but you choose to not do that. Uh, Sloths simply have no control over how slow they are. Um, their basic metabolism is set at a very low level and about half, uh, about half that of mammals of comparable size. And their internal body temperature is lower than other mammals too, ranging from about 87 to 93 degrees Fahrenheit. And, uh, if you drove a speeding car straight at a sloth, uh, they wouldn't be able, be able to get out of the way. Uh, they're not at all lazy, but they literally cannot move faster. Even if they wanted to, so there's that. Uh, did you see the movie? What? I swear to God, if you research something and tell me an opposite point, I will fucking kill you. I'm not gonna tell you the opposite point. I'm just saying, like, there've been sloth attacks before, so clearly at some point, and maybe it's a motivation of fear. Like it can, I, that I guess if, you know, if they're not scared of a car, then your last point stands. But. If, <laughs> Are you like, sure they didn't just attack slowly? Like Did I would look at it? think that if they attacked slowly, <laughs> then the prey would be able to get away. Uh, okay. Plus, I'm they got those this... scary, scary claws. I'm looking right now. Oh, that was just a slug. Oh yeah, mine's a commercial too. Well, no, mine killed a sloth, but it was just, like, walking at you. Uh, okay, hold they on. They can bite something, so I bet they can bite something near them. Nobody's attacking anyone, Pete. I know, I'm seeing that now. <laughs> yeah, so... can't believe I have to edit this. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get. So yeah, they can bite and they have bugs, but they're not like attacking, attacking. Ugh. Okay. Yeah, I think. Oh, oh. I mean, I guess it could. Okay, fine. It could swat. Sure. Okay, a cloth could swat. But it can't, like, run after something, it doesn't seem. No, it just hangs upside down. <laughs> yeah, so, fine. Sloth can swat at things. Oh, this one's punching a guy. So I stand corrected. <laughs> this, look at this, look at this. What, what is it's that? It's quick AF. 
Who does that? That's what these people at Critter Club say. Yeah, well, Critter Club, Critter Club, Critter Club. <laughs> I'm just not going to even say that again. Anyway. So what's I'm next? Gonna, uh, I'm going to move on to something that I don't know if I agree with. And I don't think the I don't think they proved it to me, but a lot of people are arguing this, so I'm gonna read it anyway. Uh, the idea that pit bulls are born aggressive and violent, like they're just inherently violent. Something that I believe. <laughs> anyway, the Maryland Court of Appeals recently deemed pit bulls and pit bull mixes as quote inherently dangerous. But many animal experts and dog advocates believe that the court overstepped its authority. Inherently dangerous implies that all pit bulls are, through genetics or their environment, born with a vicious streak. The science does not appear to support this. Uh, for example, a University of Pennsylvania study on dogs found that the top three biters of humans were actually smaller dogs. Dachshunds, Chihuahuas, and Jack Russell Terrors. That that doesn't. No. That yeah, I don't think that proves it because they're not inherently bit by a Jack Russell Terrier and just be like, get off me. Yeah, and not die. Like (laughs) yeah, like for every twenty-five bites from a Jack Russell Terrier equals one from a pit bull. (laughs) So I'll say at the end of this that I don't in any way agree with this, but I will read these arguments. Uh, nevertheless, pit bulls are often in the news for attacking and sometimes even killing people and other animals. A mid this is interesting. I didn't know about a mid 1990s effort by the San Francisco SPCA and the Wisconsin Humane Society to rename socialized pit bulls Saint Francis Terriers was suspended when some of the adopted dogs killed house cats and engaged in other poor behavior. That's interesting that they tried to change the name just to, like, change their reputation. Language um, matters. Well, I'm glad they didn't let them do it. Uh, <laughs> Pitbulls didn't always have such a bad rap. Uh, actually, in the early part of the 20th century, uh, Pitbulls were in fashion and became quite popular as a family pet. So what happened since then? Um, well, some would argue um, that it's because of breeding and environment. Uh, it is possible to breed in or out certain traits with some dogs purposely bred for fighting, said Jennifer Scarlett, a veterinarian uh, who is also the co-president of the San Francisco SPCA. Uh, she goes on to say that it often comes down, you know, to the owner, the dog's upbringing, training, and the dog's level of socialization with other dogs. Also, while these there is not a lot of proof for this last part I'm going to throw in. Some people would argue that some additional factors that come into play may include whether or not the dog has been spayed or neutered, whether or not the dog has been socialized or trained, and many tragedies happen in homes where one member has a puppy, mill, bred, pit bull, rottweiler, mastiff, or other dog. Yeah. Wait, what's a mastiff? Is that what Cujo was? Mastiff. No, no, no. Yeah, they, look at you know you know Cujo, right? Didn't I Lauren Stahl? I thought Lauren Stahl's dog was a mastiff. This mastiff looks so mastiff was so fucking doofy. Yeah, it's a tremendously large dog. And if I just you're right. by a mastiff, 
when it comes to like like you're right it looks doofy and i was very worried when lauren stall had a baby (laughs) that the dogs like this is what i'm saying with a pit bull too that the dogs would accidentally kill the baby because it like it's just a tremendously large creature (laughs) i mean my dog is like not is was like she was half german shepherd she was like one third the size of a german shepherd but sometimes she would sit on me and i was like wow tanya chill out you are very heavy so like yeah if you were a baby and a massive just try to sit on you like you'd probably die uh i don't understand people who are obsessed with big dogs i love doggies but not big dogs like that uh i also got attacked by a dalmatian once so you i will not fuck with pit bulls i will also not fuck with with muscular looking dogs the same way i won't fuck with horses i won't fuck with muscular animals because one they're powerful and one that's fucking gross anyway <laughs> it's like a naked man or something like it's just like too <laughs> i don't like seeing muscles like that anyway and that's that dalmatian was gross anyway and it must have known i thought it was gross and that's why it attacked me and my dad saved me anyway all right we'll end on owls are wise <laughs> Here we go, guys. The, this is the big moment we've uh-huh. all been waiting for. The myth of the wise owl dates back to ancient Greece, where an owl was the mascot of Athena, the goddess of wisdom. Uh, in most images, she was depicted with an owl by her side. Well, not 100%, you know, provable. Uh, people think that this was probably inspired by the owl owl's big eyes and solemn appearance um and also the greeks had a belief that owls had some sort of inner light that let them see at night so just as people mistakenly assume people who wear glasses are smart uh for some reason it's often the case that people with big eyes are seen as having some sort of extra level of intelligence or something uh and not only are the eyes of an owl big they are so big that an owl can't even turn them in their sockets. So when an owl wants to look one way, it has to turn its entire head. But the truth is that owls aren't smarter than any other birds. And actually, wait, are, wait are what far- if the owl has like a graduation cap? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I don't know, Pete. That we'll have to do another episode on that. I'll have to research that. Um, and actually. Owls are far surpassed in intelligence by the comparatively small-eyed crows and ravens. So there you have it, guys. Big eyes are really tricky. A lot of people can fall for big eyes. I don't think that people necessarily thought it was wisdom. I always think people think like big eyes is like innocent. I don't know. I have bigger eyes than a lot of people, but I don't think anyone's mistaking me for extra smart because of that. <laughs> whatever so owls are just average yeah well and they're not as smart as crows and ravens yeah tell you that there's a lot of talk about crows and ravens being smart who who's talking about (laughs) marissa that was such a good joke (laughs) i didn't mean to do that (laughs) (sighs) all right well thanks marissa (laughs) you're welcome I think you did a fine job. (laughs) 
thank you. I wouldn't say, you know, proud of my best episode, but for someone who was in a state of disarray all day and who put and this famine. together right before, I, yeah, I, I don't think he was that bad. It's top four. Plus. It's top four. Plus. So, Pete, uh, do you have any plugs? Well, you know, since you're talking about animals and everything, not birds, it's not birds. <laughs> if you feel like it, just give you a couple of quick laughs. Um, you can look up comedian Beth Selling on her Instagram. She has a recurring, I guess, series maybe of posts that's called If Animals Had Google. And uh, they're not like your run-of-the-mill kind of jokes. I don't know. But like there's a picture of a giant rabbit and it says headbands that don't hurt your ears. <laughs> what? <laughs> there's a picture of a hamster and it says, what are average sized hands? Okay. And then today she put up a picture of a golden retriever and it says, women's underwear, worn. (laughs) Because. (laughs) What? If you've ever had a dog, sometimes it goes after your worn underwear. (laughs) Oh. I mean, I can't relate, but that's interesting. Tanya did not have the run of the house, though. Did you say Kanye? Tanya. Oh. Yes. By the way, Pete, I would just like to clear the air. We didn't keep her in the garage when you weren't there. Yeah, really? <laughs> yes? I think I just assumed that. Tanya was allowed in all of the places without major carpeting. So she was allowed in the living room, in the dining room, in the kitchen, in the hallway, and we would periodically let her upstairs. Mercy, can you tell the audience where you have major carpeting? In the living room and in the bedroom. I mean, I'm sorry, in the TV room and the bedroom. Okay. But we would we would let her in the one bedroom with major carpeting when it was a special time. <laughs> Merry you Christmas, Tanya. You can go in the bedroom. <laughs> no, we just, this is what we wanted to watch TV with her. Mm-hmm. Pete, Pete hasn't abused my dog. Just because... <laughs> just we, Listeners, wh- every time I went there... They were like, the dog's a fucking maniac. We got to keep her in the garage. <laughs> First of all, Pete wasn't over my house like every day. Pete came to my house like a handful of times. Second yeah. of all, I'll just be honest. We didn't really train our dog. We trained her to not shit in the house. That's mostly it. <laughs> she bit a few people. Like, I feel like if if I was like, you know, pulling my car into the driveway, and you like took her by the collar and put her in the in the sh- in the shed or the garage, I'd be like, oh, she comes out sometimes. <laughs> but she but I would hear time. her. I would hear her through the wall. Never see her. <laughs> Me and my my father would work outside half the day every single day, and Tanya was with him every single moment. She had so much of an outdoor life. But she yeah. also she had the warmth of inside. Yes, she slept in the garage, but we didn't keep her in the day so that's all okay we let our dog live a wild life which is why we couldn't let people hang out with her she was a wild unhinged dog man i miss that doggy anyway anyway did you plug anything yeah your turn did you... oh you did you did <laughs> um no you know i'm just gonna 
going to plug the Muppet Show on Disney Plus again because it's still great. Yeah. So that's I think it. you plugged it on our special oh, Patreon episodes oh, okay. that are going to be coming out soon. Recorded yeah. with Michael Dominic. Yes, one of our uh, notorious Michaels. Um, and uh, <laughs> They're a hip-hop yeah. group. <laughs> um, yeah, The Muppet Show, that just premiered last Friday on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I got Disney Plus. I don't pay for Disney Plus, but I tracked down someone who would share their Disney Plus just for that show. Um, it's hilarious. It's hilarious for any age. Honestly, I don't even know if it's actually a child show. I, I'm not sure yet. I can't really put a finger on it. But uh, it's fantastic. If you have any appreciation of the Muppets, watch it. Even if you don't like the Muppets, you might still like it. They have a very fun interview with RuPaul that I was telling Pete. I think about it a lot, and I laugh out loud. Anyway, Pete, are you going to watch it? You don't have, no, you don't have, have Disney Plus? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, you can't get, a, can't get a trial? I thought my sister had it, but then she said she doesn't. And then Is I think my nephew said he has it, but I don't know if he does or not. One time I logged into Netflix, and my nephew just made a new profile for himself. <laughs> and I was like... Okay, but like oh. still. <laughs> yeah, so watch the Muppet Show. I think it, it comes out one episode at a time. I don't know. I guess maybe every Friday. I'm not even sure. But yep. If if you watch it, let me know what you think. F five seven zero pod one one or slide into my DMs at Riss Vandal. And I'm at Peter Bites on Instagram. Yeah, go to our Patreon. And and like just like try to peek through the window at the stuff that you could I mean there's some fun stuff out there for the public but uh we're gonna try to hold back these couple of episodes until like maybe months from now when we panic last minute at like Christmas time and we don't have anything to do <laughs> yeah yeah I, I agree that's a good way to go <laughs> so you might get them but you know what it doesn't hurt to play it safe for as low as one dollar a month you can I know get, guys uh some shit <laughs> <laughs> the, the more I know, we're being vague with what we'll give you. But um, first of all, I will give you a welcome gift no matter what. Uh, but also, the more people we have, the more we'll add. And I'm not saying, like, oh, we're not going to give stuff to the people who are already there. But I'm saying our Michaels haven't really told us what they want. So if we get more people and we get ideas of what you might want as a perk for your Patreon, uh, we'll give you more. But also... There are extra episodes, there's a crossword puzzle, there's a word search, theme to the podcast, not a random one. With uh, what we just did, uh, we pitched old uh, ideas that we had when we were trying to come up with a podcast to Michael Dominic, and he picked one that we are going to actually record as a real podcast, a real podcast episode that's going to go up on the Patreon in the future, so crazy times <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was fun thank, thank you Mike for taking part in that I thought that was pretty cool so thanks for listening and stay safe and have a good day bye bye, bye. bye.